Philips is focused on innovation to improve the health and well-being of people. Our devices and device-agnostic informatics solutions can scale across your enterprise to help care teams diagnose, treat, and manage patients with accuracy, speed, and confidence. By connecting the digital patient story, physicians and clinicians have intelligence for decision-making in the moment and insight to see beyond. It's our privilege to partner with you to care for the carers and to improve the lives of the people and patients they serve. Philips, innovation and you. Hi, this is Kate Cruz recording live at the 8th Annual Becker's HIT Digital Health and RCM Conference in Chicago. Today, I'm joined by Farla Asan. Farla, to get us started, can you share a bit about yourself, your role, and your organization? Hi, thank you so much for having me. My name is Fariha Ahsan, and I'm the Director of the Diversity Innovation Hub at Mount Sinai Health System. I come with over 13 years of experience in scaling data-driven operations and digital solutions. In my current role, I work closely with digital tech partners on digital accessibility and inclusion and equity for all new technologies touching the patient journey, as well as on our innovation and venture arms and new investments, entrepreneurs, and digital technologies to bring into the healthcare system. Fantastic. Thank you for that introduction. Farla, when you think of digital innovation in healthcare right now, what excites you the most? Um, I think just how pivotal this time is, is in healthcare with new technologies coming out every day with the rise of AI and realizing that now more than ever, the inequities in healthcare are also greatest, but we can use these same tools to address those inequities and address some of the biggest healthcare issues that exist as long as we are, I think, um, impactful, thoughtful, um, and inclusive in how we design and build and implement. Yeah, that is really exciting. So at your organization, can you share some top priorities regarding technology and big issues that you're trying to solve? Yeah, I mean, I think data bias is a big one, right? I think when we think about biases across um, different, both system, systematic, but also structural um, places that, that they exist across the healthcare system, I think those are big ones. But I also think it's basically what every healthcare organization is trying to do, which is how can we drive more equitable care with greater outcomes, improving quality access and experience, but not increasing provider workload and doing it in the most cost-effective manner possible? Absolutely. What is one piece of advice you would give to healthcare leaders today regarding digital innovation? I guess it would be more so a question to them of always looking at who and what is missing. We're always so concerned with speed um, and being fast with innovation. So we often forget that those who can benefit the greatest from these innovations and see the greatest impact and quality of care and quality of life are not in our design and deployment process. Um, there are a lot of voices that are not being heard. And so, and a lot of data that is not being represented even. So sometimes, you know, we see what we want to see, but it's always important to ask who's missing, what is missing, and how can we be more inclusive? I really love that advice. That's great. Do you have specific examples where maybe technology has allowed your organization to do just that um, or, you know, just lead to improved patient outcomes and relationship between the patient and provider? Yeah, I think uh, one of the biggest examples that comes to mind is remote patient monitoring. So that's the integration of informatics and remote monitoring of chronic diseases like diabetes that can improve patient outcomes because there's real data transmission to healthcare providers and can enhance that provider patient communication and land for timely interventions. 
um, the Mount Sinai Health Partners, we had a cross clinical team with patient coordinators, clinical pharmacists, registered dietitians, the Mount Sinai digital team, and our patients um, to enable a remote patient monitoring service for comprehensive medical support. And actually, when we launched it, we realized a big portion of our population, so almost 40% of our patients, those who um, would benefit from this, uh, did not have a smartphone and more than 26% didn't have access to cellular connection or Wi-Fi. So we did a partnership with a digital accessibility startup to provide all of our patients. Um, and now 100% of the patients enrolled in the program have access to connected devices and have reported um, improved outcomes in their management of care. That is incredible. That's some really great um, news and thank you for sharing. So five years from now, what do you think will be one of the most significant changes in healthcare delivery and operations? How should leaders prepare? And then I, you know, with your role in the diversity hub, how is that going to play a role into the innovation that's happening? What are you seeing there? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think part of it is right now we are at this pivotal point where there's a segment of the population that is very tech savvy, digitally savvy, you know, a new generation of users coming up who don't, who, who want to use technology more. And then you still have a lot of people who don't have connectivity at home. And so I'm excited to address that over the next decade or so. But I think where we'll really see a lot of that growth is those personalized digital experiences. Um, you know, I think just thinking about all the data that exists and integrating data from wearables across EHRs, across patient-generated data, and being able to utilize all of that to create predictive models to actually prevent diseases um, and, you know, work individually with each and personalize the experience for each individual based on what benefits them the most. Yeah, I love it. As we, you know, wrap up our conversation, I've really enjoyed talking to you. Is there anything else that you want our listeners to know? I think just being really mindful and inclusive and thoughtful. I think being mindful and thoughtful around who you're including in the design and assessment process. We know there's a rush and I know that there's, especially with innovation, there's a curve we want to get ahead of and we want to be the first one to do it. But it's important we don't leave those that are already have been marginalized historically by healthcare. We don't leave them behind. And it's really, really important because they would be the ones who can benefit from all of these innovations the most. So I think just re-emphasizing that, I think the other piece is there's also a lot of fear. And that fear isn't just from a patient standpoint, it's also providers and the workforce. And so thinking about how you can co-design as many innovations as possible um, and empower people. So empowering providers and workforces to understand what, you know, AI and medicine means, what, what is this black box, what are clinical decision systems, um, so that those are vocabularies that they can understand, ask smart questions and utilize in correct ways. Yeah, I cannot think of a better way to wrap up our podcast, Farla. I've really enjoyed our conversation today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there.